Facebook goes down in some form or fashion or locks you out of your accounts. What do you do? Hello, busy people. This is digital marketing strategy for you, the business owner, the brand builder, the online entrepreneur, or the Shopify store owner. We're talking about digital marketing strategy for you. I know you're busy, so let's get into today's topic. we talk about digital marketing topics digital marketing includes uh content marketing email marketing what else am i leaving oh social media and i'm leaving and branding i added kind of added branding to that which it's not well I, i'm not sure how you classify it i mean i'm not in the classification but branding is a part of running your business because it's your visual representation of your business and also is what happens when you're not in the space of standing where your business is if you're on online and then of course offline if you have a brick and mortar then you know your branding is going to be applied to to that physical location and it's there when you're not so really that's really what it is so digital marketing is all of those things combined together if there's news about any of those items we're going to talk about it which is what's happening today it's very important and also to have the things they need to plan the right strategy to plan their business marketing strategy properly and to know all the steps and to know all the things that they need to know okay so share this out right now we really would appreciate it let's start with what we have to talk about today so everyone knows and that i mentioned this several years ago i was trying to find the original video i'll probably dig in the archives and find it but several years ago i was saying don't use Facebook as your platform to run your business. Because as you see, Facebook was down for a significant amount of time last week. And there was panic run amok online. Facebook was down. Instagram was down. WhatsApp was down. So you run your business solely off Facebook, your page, your group, um, ads, what have you. Well, you had a wake up call and I saw this discussion online and there were people saying different things on the side of it. Some of the things that I, that I expected to see was people with common sense was telling other people that were complaining that Facebook and Instagram was down, that you should not run your business off of a social media app. You should have a, a website and an email list common sense and then you would you believe that that there was pushback on that and people were like well i don't have time for a website i don't have time for the for the email i don't have time to be getting an email list together and gathering names i do very well with facebook or instagram when it's working oh the key when it's working are you paying for facebook no are you paying for instagram to use i mean not the ad section i'm saying to use the average person is not paying. They're free because you are the guinea pig and you give up your data. And Facebook loves when you give them data because they use that to sell to people who want to buy ads to sell to you. That's how the system works. But, and I said this years ago, not in the sense of Facebook being down, it was another situation with someone that I follow. She uh, has a has a community where she talks about digital marketing and website and different things and how people can become digital assistants and different things like that. They can basically run a business online. So she had a large community, like in the thousands. 
and something happened to her Facebook account. We never knew what. Maybe someone reported her and Facebook said, okay. They turned the lights off. They locked the door on her group. So she's got these thousands of people and she can't reach them and she can't help them. And they bought services and they want answers and they want to talk to her. So fortunately she had along with the group built an email list. So she sent an email out and that's how I know what happened. That's how everybody that was on her list knew what happened that she said, Hey guys, this is what happened. Facebook locked me out for some reason. She did not know why Facebook does not tell you. Facebook simply turns off the light and locks the door on your page, on your profile, on your group. And there's no number to call. You can't call Facebook and say, Hey, what's going on i got a business here i got people that are you know that, that they pay for services or products and they i need to have a communication a way to communicate with them facebook there's no way to reach them so you're locked out there's nothing you can do fortunately she knew someone that knew someone and they you know got got the ball rolling at facebook but everyone doesn't have that connection and I've heard other stories of people having things done to, you know, where they couldn't get into Facebook and they knew someone that knew someone that knew someone at Facebook and they got in that way. Also, Facebook will shut your ad, your ad manager, your ad account down. Just bloop. You can't do any ads. Why? Because you've done something to break the terms of you know, creating ads or someone has reported you because there is little buttons where you can report people and you, I don't like this. Why am I getting this? And they, if you get enough, if Facebook sees that your ads are getting enough of that, bloop, they just lock the door on you. No more ads. So you're building your business and you're saying, well, I'm running Facebook ads and everything's great because these ads are bringing me revenue and bringing money in. Facebook goes down in some form or fashion or locks you out of your accounts. What do you do? What do you do? You panic like everybody on last week was, oh, and how do I know the complaints? They all ran to Twitter. Twitter had the best week. Everybody ran to Twitter to say the hashtag Facebook down, hashtag Instagram down. I did not check for WhatsApp, but this is what happened. So. There's, there's the communication part of it. So let's think about this. When you're running your business, you're building an audience, whatever you need to communicate to the people that follow you, how are you going to reach them? When Facebook is down, Instagram is down. And I want to bring up that uh, announcement today that Instagram has direct shopping. I'm, I think it's direct shopping where you, um, it's in beta now. There are a couple of uh, corporations where you just put your credit card information in the Instagram and you buy it right there. You don't go to their website. So you're running your business off of Facebook, literally off of Instagram, where you're the, the customer is looking at your item on the feed and they say, I want that. They click it, they put in their information one time. They don't have to put it in every time. So the first time they're gonna put their information in, it gets saved securely, they say. So you want to trust that um, that's another separate issue, but you put your information in, you buy and you get the item without going outside of Instagram. So now all of that, what, what do you think of basing all of that and, and putting, putting your, your platform, your business platform, your community, your main communication tool as Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, at least two years ago, we talked about 
people and they say, well, I don't need a website. I use Facebook to run my business. Yeah. How's that working out? I read stories of people losing thousands of dollars because they couldn't run their ads or um, in the case of one, one business owner, he bought some stock and was going to run ads that very day to get rid of the stock. Well, the ads were down. Well, 14 hours is a long time. So basically whatever he had planned for that day went out the window. And if you are, if Facebook and Instagram is your main communication tool, this is going to happen again. What are you going to do? I saw a lot of people online commenting that they weren't going to set up an email list and people were actually angry. Why don't you guys stop talking about this is why you need to build and why you need to build an email list. I don't want to hear that. People actually said that online. They don't want to hear it. They want to run their stuff off of Instagram and they don't want a website and they don't want an email list. They want to just go along doing things the way they are, letting Instagram, letting Facebook decide how you run your business. Because that's basically what happened. Facebook is in control, not you. So if you have a website and it could be a free one or you, you know, I recommend you go with like Squarespace or um, I prefer WordPress, but that's a lot of work. And, you know, there's, there's things you have to decide on that end, but it belongs to you because you pay the bill to the web hosting company or to Squarespace. Yeah. Your email list. There's lots of ones that let you start off on a free tier that are adequate. Mailchimp lets you start off from zero to a thousand. It's free. After you get to a thousand, they charge a price. So once you, if you're, if you're mailing, if you're starting off with your mailing list and no one's on it, you should go with the free because you can always, once you get to a point where it's a thousand, you can decide. Well, does Mailchimp is the prices okay? Do they give me what I want for the price? Or I could go to someone else like ConvertKit, I think Drip, and there's a couple others. So you have to look at once you get over that threshold of, of 500 or 1,000, what's the cost? What's the smallest amount I can spend in my budget that's going to give me what I want? But that's also another issue. But you need to have one. There's no excuse. Free website, I don't recommend. But if you got to get one and you don't have the budget, there's there's a couple uh, wordpress.com the evidence is clear i i don't understand the pushback from the people who were making great business sense saying you need a web a website or a a page or something that's going to capture an email because you're going to give them something of value and oh. you're going to capture their email and you're going to put them on the list and you're going to communicate with them it's not just to have the list when you post on instagram copy and paste it into your email, change it up a little bit for the email crew. You know, you change a couple, couple words and change the, you know, change it a little bit. It's, it doesn't have to be a lot of work and you send it out to your email list. And Gail is saying, what type of monthly cost should you budget for? Now, it depends on where you are in the business journey. If you're just starting out, like I said, MailChimp is free. It's perfectly fine. I hear people talk about MailChimp is horrible, but it's not. If you have zero file, if you have zero people on your list, MailChimp is great. They have the right tools. It's free. They're reliable. So you yeah. use them until you get to the point where it grows to a thousand. You know, when it gets to be 800, start looking at other, well, you know, they're going to limit, they're going to take me off the free plan. So let me look at MailChimp costs you know, what it costs me to send out and everything else, 
versus one of the others. Mailchimp is perfectly fine for what you want it to do. The functionality of it is to have a page. Like I would still recommend you get a website, but still they give you the option to have a page where you can say, hey guys, you know, I'm da 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 da. Remember, you saw me on blah, 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 blah. Here's the free checklist, the free ebook I want right. to give you. And then you have a box for an email. That's all you need. You need to say something, or you can put a video or whatever you want to put there, graphic, whatever. That's on you. But you're going to say something. You're going to give the value. You're going to offer them something. And then below that is the box to get the, you know, that's the call to action. Email. I always explain it to clients as it's your house. You right. can start off with a starter house, but right. you're going to grow bigger. And then think about all the stuff you accumulate over years and you want to move to another house. It's a pain. So I always tell them, start off with a house that's, you know, not a mansion, but it's not a starter house. So WordPress is that. Now with WordPress, not the .com, we're talking the .org, the one where you have to buy hosting and all that. There's a lot of costs associated with that. And you have to go to the hosting and look at the hosting prices. A lot of people do Bluehost. They're, they're all, all of the hosting companies now are owned by one company. So you can't really hop from one to the other. They're all owned by one company. When you go with that, there's there's levels of pricing. Like it'll be $3.95 a month or $11.95. So you'll decide like, oh, I'm just starting out. I might want to start out with the basic plan or the medium plan. So those costs you budget in and pay. I always recommend pay it by the year. It may be $3, $3 a month, $4 a month, but pay it by the year because you don't have to keep monthly, monthly, monthly. And then they give you, sometimes they give you a discount if you do it by the year or two years. They'll advertise it as $3.95 a month. And then when you click on it, it's, you know, they put the year costs in there. If you do more than one year, the price goes down. But that's associated with WordPress. Now, also on the other side of WordPress, there's a maintenance to do because it's a house. When you have a house, don't you have to buy a water heater when something goes wrong? You got to make sure the plumbing is okay. You got to do the caulk, caulk this and the windows. So when you have a WordPress site, those are the, there's some things behind the scene that you have to do. Plugins have to be updated almost every day. So if someone has to go in and look at that at least weekly, if you're not looking at it daily, there are things that you have to check and make sure that everything is plugged in working. So you either do that work or you pay someone like me to do that work. And you have to know how to go in through the back end, the FTP and turn stuff off and delete. I know how to do that stuff. But those are things that a business owner, you need to budget for and say, those, those are the costs that are involved. I mean, you can get it, like, like I said, you can get a free website, but it's going to limit you. You won't be able to, to put in um, call to action uh, sections where you can have people download different uh, PDFs. There are certain things you can't do with the free one, but it's okay for basic. I need a page. I'm giving an ebook. I need an email address, but eventually you have to get off of the .com, the wordpress.com and go to the wordpress.org. And because those two platforms are, you know, it's WordPress converting from the .com to the org is pretty easy. Okay. But that's the, but think about this when you're doing the website and you're going to want to do more stuff because I had a client like this that said, Oh, I want to do X, Y, Z. I said, well, you can't do it on GoDaddy. They were on GoDaddy. I said, you can't do it there. GoDaddy's going to charge you extra just for WordPress. And I'm like, WordPress is free, but GoDaddy charges you 
for the free version because they're installing it and they're doing, but they're not going to do the maintenance. That's another charge that you have to pay them. So, so GoDaddy has all of these fees stacked up when you could say, well, I could pay someone to do that for me, or I could take the time and learn it myself and just remember to go in once a week and check the plugins. But like Fran said, you can install a plugin because all you just click a button that says update. But when you do that, it could break your site depending on how the plugin was um, was updated or, you know, the code was written. It could break your site and you don't know what to do. So she called her hosting company and they told her and they fixed it. It's okay to put information on Facebook pertaining to your business, but the call to action should be to point them to your website because you can put things for sale on, on Facebook. And like I said, Instagram has the, the new beta program where the corporations are selling items directly to you within Instagram. But think about what happened that it was down. So if a person sees something or they can't even see anything because the apps are down. So what do they do? If you got email and you're running a special, you're running a sale and something is happening the day that it goes down, you send them an email. Hey guys, you know, Facebook is down. Ha ha ha. What are you going to do? You can still shop with me because website and you send them to the website. They click on it and you say, you know, oh, we're having a Facebook fire sale, 5% off this, 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 click this to, you know, and they go. And they go to the website and guess what? Facebook is still down, but you are cooking with gas and running your business. Okay, same thing with if you're not offering a product, you're a coach or you have services or something. Same deal. Hey, Facebook is down. Instagram is down. What you going to do? Well, da, 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 da. I'm having a special one day sale. Click this link. Boom. Instant sale because they're going to your website. Okay. And when they're in your website, you're capturing more data. So you don't want to, and I hate when I see, I go to these websites and they have forms that want everything in the kitchen sink, name, address, phone number, date of birth, this and that. No, name, email address, name, email address. Why? Because you want them to get into your system. They're, you know, they're calling it funnels. I call it a system. You want them to get into your ecosystem, your system, with the little bit of friction as possible. I don't have time to put all of that information on a phone. I want to do name. I want to do name. And I say do name because you want that name. You don't want to go email and then send them another email after the fact. Well, what's your name? You can do that. You know, once you get the name in the email, you can have a further conversation with them in the email where you get more information by offering them something to get that more information because that's the way it is now. When email first came, you know, email lists were still building and people were, you know, oh, sign up for updates. I even saw one today that says sign up for blog updates. I don't need to do that. You're, I could just remember to come back. I don't, I, you're not giving me anything blog updates. When you publish a blog, you can send, you have uh, plugins that send out notifications. So that's not, that's not a gift. It's not something of value. Now, if you give me a checklist, a template, an email, uh, not email, an ebook or something of value for your, your topic, then yes, I'm going to put my email address, my name and my email address in. And then once they're in your email ecosystem, then you can have a, more, a further conversation where you ask them more questions. You know, that's how you do it. So people go, well, why are you only doing name and email? That's why. 
because you have to put yourself on the other side with the audience member of the customer. They're busy. They don't want to fill out a bunch of stuff on the phone and get to the point. Get all that data after they're in your email system. Think spider and, you know, spider fly in the web. You want to get them on your web and then you can make the meal. You know, once you get them on the web, you, you know, they're in your web. You can talk to them. You can have a conversation with them. You can offer them things. You can tell them what's going on. A whole conversation. So email that conversation tool that you want to have. I, I don't even know how to explain it any further. I was just so, I couldn't believe my eyes when I was reading people online, tweets and on Instagram, stop talking about email lists. And because I don't want an email list and I got Instagram and I use, and I'm like, what? No, that's more work. I don't want to do that work. Well, then you don't want to be in business. You don't want to communicate with your audience. You have to create the content. And then you have to promote the content. I mean, you can't create the content and let it sit. Okay, you you wrote a blog post. It's just sitting there on your website. If you're not pushing people towards it via the other channels, like you ha- you talk about it on your podcast, you, you make posts on social media, and you push people to it. Now, if they're not coming, even after you did that, then you could try the ad route and see what you get then. And if you're still not getting people after that, that means that it's something that no one really wants a part of. So you're going to have to go back to uh, step one and determine what does the audience want, right? They want not what you want to offer them. What do they want? And I hear this when I'm in podcasting groups and I'm everywhere and they'll, well, people are not coming in and well, are you doing social media? Yeah, but they're not coming. They're not listening. They're not, they're not reading. Okay. That means it's something that we don't want. Have you ever had a meal and you know, you, it's something you, they give you something that you don't want instead of what you ordered. You're going to get up and leave. You're not going to sit there and go, well, I'm going to eat it. Even though it's not what I want. That's not how it works. And it has to be something that people want, not junk, no junk. This is the key. Someone would actually pay for it. That's the key, not some throwaway. And this, I'll give you an example. When there's a food drive at the church or whatever, people go in their cabinets and pull out old cans that are five years old. And then you want to give that to people? No, you have to go to the store and buy new stuff. Or if you have things in your cabinet, check the expiration date. Why would you give someone something like that? I, I see that. I'm like, why? You have to give something of value something that they would pay for, something someone would pay for. Your target audience is like, oh man, I need that. I would pay for it. You give that to them free. You give them a condensed version of it. Or in the case of a book, authors, they always give away, well, not always. I've seen people give away the first few chapters or one chapter or the first couple pages in a chapter because you're going to read those couple of pages and get so involved in the story that you want the rest of it well then that's when they give you the link to the book on amazon or if they're you know self-selling or whatever on their website they're going to give you the link and then you're going to buy it but you're not going to give them something that people don't want to buy think of a garage sale when you put stuff out what sells the junk or the good stuff. So are you going to panic? Or are you going to say, I'm good. I'm chill. I'm everything's great because I got my email list and I can communicate with my customer customers with my audience 
when Facebook is down, when Instagram is down, when WhatsApp is down, when Twitter, Snapchat, whatever. So the, so the, the benefit, you know, Twitter had a great time. Snapchat had a great time. I think people were using, um, what's the other app? Uh, tell Telegram. I think it's called Telegram. I'll have to double check. I think it's called Telegram. It's a blue icon with um, a paper airplane on it. And I saw some people talking about it um, online because people were going to Twitter and they were going to Snapchat and they were going to, uh, I think it's Telegram, to communicate with the with their audience. But you have to set those up before everything goes down. Because once the connection is broken with Facebook and Instagram, they're not going to be able to find you unless, you know, you have some resourceful, resourceful people that will Google you and see, oh, here's your, you know, your website. And on your website, of course, you're going to have all the links to everything that you're involved with. But you want to grow your email list before you need it. If you're going to move them to Telegram, you need to tell them to go to Telegram and connect with you. There's um another app called Mighty Mighty Networks that's like Facebook groups, but it's not Facebook, but it works the same. It's a group of people surrounded by a topic or audience or around a business or a personal brand, whatever. But it's, it works like Facebook groups and it's off of Facebook where you can, you know, you can have that as a backup. Um, the lady that I spoke about earlier in the show in, in the discussion today, she moved her people from she had the Facebook group, but she also moved them to uh, Mighty Network. So she has a Mighty Network group. She has the email list. And she still has a Facebook, <clears throat> excuse me. So if anything goes wrong with the Facebook, she's going to touch them, communicate with them on the email and say, hey, we're over in Mighty, we're over in the group that I set up in Mighty Network. Let's go over there and let me tell you what's going on with me today and what I have to offer and, you know, all the things that you need to communicate with your audience there. But you can't keep your eggs in one basket. So you want to start building it now. Now, everybody's not going to do it because we have free will, you know, like I said. So you have to make it something that they want. You have to make it something desirable and something that they want to consume and they want to have that's useful to them, not to you. And you give it away because you're going to have more services, more products to offer, not just the one thing that you're doing. Okay. So that's how it works. So once you get them on the list, then you can talk about, well, I'm on Mighty Network, or I'm on Telegram, or I'm on WhatsApp, or I'm on, you know, hey, you know, just in case, you know, things break down communication-wise, I want to have a way to talk to you. So join me on blank, put the link, they will click it if they want, and they will sign up. And the thing is, trying to get them to sign up for a new app and all of that is hard, yes, but you need to do it and work on it. And then every time something happens, you know, you've got a way to reach them. And so in between now and the next time Facebook goes down, you'll be working on it by, you know, talking about it in your podcast, talking about it in your blog post at the bottom. You'll say, hey, you know, connect with me here just in case, whatever you you word it the way you need to word it. But you're saying just, you know, I need to talk to you here and over here. So if you wouldn't mind, please, so we can stay in touch, go over there and join me over there. And then you will do social media posts, building it over there, just an, another call to action to send them over there because having a way to communicate with them outside of Facebook is going to be very important, very important. And I've said before that people, you know, people say, well, Facebook's not going anywhere. Well, it's not, it's still here, but it went down. 
And who's to say in a year or two, there'll be some great app that everybody wants to flock to and use. And they'll, cause this happened, that's what happened with MySpace. Uh, I think they lost like 12 years worth of people's music that they had stored on MySpace that they lost. You always want to have a backup. Think of this, your email is a backup to Facebook and whatever else you do is a backup to email, but you want to have a backup because this is important. This is your connection to your audience, to your customers. Would you just want to have one copy and something happens to that one copy? And then what do you do? I, I, I had like a thousand people on my, on, in my group or, you know, 10,000 or whatever in your group. How do I reach them? And Facebook locks me out or goes down. So think about it. It's just another another time we're having the conversation because we had it before several times about what's your backup plan? This was a business wake up call to everybody that says, well, I run my business on Facebook. I run it. You know, I'm running ads. That's good. Keep running the ads. But where are you sending them to? And how can you talk to them when when you can't use that avenue, that road? That's what I want you to think about. That's the end of today's episode. Now, busy people, it's time for you to get back to building your business and having a productive day. Thank you for listening.